Hello and welcome back to season. Actually, not welcome back. Yeah, come on. Welcome to season two of the Pretty Little Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Phoebe. Can we get a little bit more excitement? It's the fucking season two premiere. I am Phoebe. Do you think that's more excitement? <laughs> Is that no? I'm actually asking you. No, I just like, world, don't. I don't inside be your too brain. Loud. Okay, well, you need to get over that because that's not good showmanship. <laughs> one of us can't be giving their all, and the other one's like booty boo like that. <laughs> that's sort of like what you're giving me. I'm giving you like celebrity, like um spokeswoman mm. um announcer <laughs> um voiceover for the vmas like i'm giving you that and you're giving me like so i'm gonna try again we're your hosts i'm phoebe oh my god that was chef's kiss i'm caroline and we are back for season two, episode one of Pretty Little Liars called It's Alive. And we have been waiting for this day for quite some time. Oh, no. My thing is going off. <laughs> what thing? My, I have this thing that goes off every 36 minutes to make my room smell good. Every 36 minutes? Oh, my God. The other night I got home and I watch the purge i don't know why i think i was gonna watch the elvis Such movie a weird thing to do i was gonna watch the elvis movie but then i was like i really would like to see it in theaters if i can and i went to bed i did not feel scared but i d- did not sleep well i woke up probably seven times in the middle of the night and yeah, i actually think that like the spirit world was like pl- playing a freaking joke on me because at one point in the night three of my frames that i had just hung up on my wall came crashing down onto my microwave in the middle of the night (laughs) and then i went back to sleep because i was like i'll deal with that tomorrow and then my other command hooks on the other side of the room started falling that have like my keys and umbrella on them and all these things and Mm -hmm. it just like it felt like an attack but i'm probably not going to watch the purge before i go to bed again okay well i think i think that i would say like watching the purge alone before you go to bed um is sort of like one of those things you only do once (laughs) yeah unless you've done it habitually i think you probably did fill your quota on that um i'm also gonna just reintroduce the idea of physics to you and i want you to know that command strips have to be on the wall without anything hanging on them or stuck to them for like 30 minutes before you are supposed to put anything on them and even then, you're supposed to hold down whatever you put. You're supposed to hold it down for, like, at least a minute. And then it will stay. But I have a feeling that's not what happened well, with you. Well, all these other ones are doing am, fine. Am I right? They're doing great. And I didn't do that with okay, them. Okay, but it sounds like, like, six things fell off your wall in no, the middle of the know, night. And instead th- of blaming it, took- it on the spirits who <laughs> didn't ask for that. Well, you know how we feel about the spirits. Why don't we take some accountability? All right, why don't you start with your favorite moment from season one? Mm, I think the pilot, the end of the pilot, the last scene where everybody is, like, the way that it is mapped out has always been very pleasing to me. I love that. The first A message, the first A message, they all get together. I think that would have to be it. Yeah, it's very iconic. I think that 
Well, everyone expects me to say my favorite moment is Caleb and Hannah in the woods. And um, that is my favorite moment. <laughs> but I'm also going to shock everyone. <laughs> I'm going to provide you all with some shock and awe. Because another one of my all-time fave moments is when we found out that Ella Montgomery was involved in a community theater production of Wicked as Alphaba. Um, because her hands were covered in green paint. <laughs> that, I think, was like a super insightful moment. We learned a lot about who Ella is. I feel like she was a character kind of on the outskirts. And, like, she was kind of done wrong throughout season one. But that was a moment. It was like, okay, we see that, like, she's a three-dimensional character. She's got other interests. She's got things going on. And, like, I want to see more of that. So I'm super hopeful um, for season two having just more of a focus on Ella Montgomery and her community theater productions, honestly. That's what I would say. <laughs> Um, anything else that sticks out from you for season one? I think the episode where they going on the theater path, Ugh. the episode where harrowing um, Aria is <laughs> Aria is calls Ezra Ezra in front of all of her classmates. Uh, I don't know if I could ever call that a favorite moment because it was so deeply it's just disturbing one that sticks for me. Out. I'm trying to think of other deeply. There's so, oh my gosh, the scene, I think this is also in the pilot, but when Allie pulls Spencer out onto the porch and they're like screaming at each other and Hannah is like, they like perfectly frame Hannah who's eating the cookie. Eating the cookie. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Also, oh fuck, what was I supposed to say? Uh, Oh, when Hannah crashes Sean's car. How could I forget that? That is such a favorite moment. How could we forget? She literally grabs the keys. Or no, when Hannah gets hit by the car. Okay, again, you have a problem because that is not a favorite moment. That is a deeply disturbing moment. Hannah gets I just mean, like, hit iconic. by a car, like literally, like goes flying over the hood. That's Phoebe's favorite moment. My favorite moment is when she's in control of the vehicle and makes a bad decision, but it's also really good for the plot and for me, someone who likes to be entertained. Someone who likes to be the person who's not making the bad decisions for once. Fair enough. Just kidding. What else? Extremely responsible. Honestly, like not even that much happened. The motel like, scene, not that, that much Spencer happened. Spencer so. and Toby Scrabble. Oh yeah, I'm shocked you didn't say that right away. And the whole Arya Ezra, the first the first time they meet, that's pretty iconic. Before we know, it's creepy. Yeah, I also, I mean, as much as like, okay, well, you know what? Fine, Phoebe. I think one of the, my favorite moments is when Paige tries to drown Emily because <laughs> it's just so funny oh my god it's so funny then from there on out i'm miserable with the page situation it's just an i still can't believe that that was a plot point and she's a recurring character through the end of the show uh, did you guys see okay so phoebe sent it to me actually phoebe's not the only person that said someone sent it to me i didn't just find me. it someone sent it to me and then i sent it to you <laughs> the latest Lindsay shaw tiktok about page and it's like Lindsay Shaw playing two different characters. It's a one woman show. And she's like studying, you know, it's like a girl like studying someone. And then Lindsay Shaw's like, hi. And she's like, you look really familiar. Where do I know you from? Lindsay Shaw's like, um, I don't know. Have you ever watched Ned's Declassified or Pretty Little Liars? And the girl goes, I love Pretty Little Liars. Who were you? She says, Paige. <laughs> and the other person like is like, oh. Oh. Wow, I hated you i literally hated your guts so much she goes in it's like um yeah and honestly i don't know who i blame actually poll for the public do you blame Lindsay shaw or the writers of pretty little liars more or her hairdresser for why we hate Paige so much wait this is a good opportunity who do you put the blame on i will 
I'll try to do the poll feature on the we can like anchor lets you do it you can like make a poll on your on episode? Like, the podcast episode yeah I'll try we'll see if it works but oh. that is a question I wrestle with a lot because I don't want to put the blame on her but I kind of do as an actor as an actor yeah I mean I don't think she was given like incredible content to work with they did like write in the block it wasn't a creative decision that Lindsay Shaw made to try to drown Emily there were a lot of people behind that she just had to execute it so in like a way I do feel bad but also uh, what is it about Lindsay Shaw that just makes yes, me hate yeah, her so exactly. much I um because it's she's like one of those actors that just like you know how they say like you have a punchable face <gasps> oh my god you specifically phoebe someone <laughs> um who is it i don't i'm assuming this is like florence Pugh's stylist just posted a picture of her in the dress she wore to the premiere the premiere that just happened and the caption so good is miss flow <gasps> i feel oh like we should talk about this oh my god okay guys guys, guys 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 so they just said the pref. Where were you? Where were you <laughs> when you heard? When you found out Olivia Wilde's a liar, an actual. When you liar. saw the Olivia Wilde video to Shia LaBeouf, and like obviously I hate Shia Who? LaBeouf, but I will say that's kind of such a power move for her to be like, I fired him, and he's like, No, you didn't. You really wanted me to it actually is. be in this movie. It for. Uh, it's a lot of balls for her to be like, I have a no asshole rule and like that, and it's like. To say that on such a public mm -hmm. level with so many people you know are going to be taking sound bites and quoting you and talking about this. And you know that there's like someone who knows it's not true. Yeah. And there's already For drama. You like, there's, we've, everybody's already just say it. dissecting everything that happens between you and Florence Pugh. Because for, since like, mm -hmm. I don't know when it started, but like she made the comment about the sex scenes that she was like, I don't like how this movie is being advertised. It's not what I signed up for. And then she also like any, this is iconic. Any, that's what Olivia said? No, Florence Pugh said that. She was like, that's not uh, what the okay. movie's about. I don't, it's, it was frustrating to her that it was being made about Harry Styles as having sex with someone on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And then it started like anytime Olivia Wilde would post about the movie or like something would come out for the movie, Florence Pugh would post for a different movie she's in, which is so funny. <laughs> what the but in this press conference that just happened, the, someone asks about it. And Olivia Wilde is like, the internet feeds itself. All this tabloid gossip, like, I don't want to entertain with it. They seem, like, pretty well nourished or something like that. And it's like, the thing is, it's not tabloid gossip. We know you lied. So, guys. This is you. Here's what happened. If you actually, like, are like, what the hell are they talking about? So, Probably you're not thinking that, but if you are, um, Olivia Wilde is obviously directing and starring in her movie, Don't Worry Darling, which features Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. And you've probably seen the trailers or the previews, and it's a lot of Harry Styles and Florence Pugh having sex, and they both look very beautiful. And it's like, that's what it seems like. There's like this very physical aspect to the movie. And actually, it's like this thriller, and there's like all this stuff going on. But if you're a Harry Styles fan, and I don't know anyone who's not really, that's what you're taking from that. So... Apparently, Harry Styles was a replacement for Shia LaBeouf, who was originally playing that role. And you don't know really what happened, but Shia did end up leaving the movie. And Olivia Wilde 
filmed this video like oh my god even if it was just a sound bite of her it would be less incredible like she could be like that wasn't me but the fact that this is a video of her face and she's saying shia 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 and she's like i really want you to come back to the movie like i'm not ready to give up on this i don't think it's over do you like i think maybe this is a wake-up call for miss flow and if she can really put her heart into it if she can really commit like what do you say and this video was released because in a press conference, Olivia Wilde said she fired Shia LaBeouf because she has a no asshole rule. And then Shia LaBeouf, I guess, released this video that proves that that's actually, no, that's actually not the truth, Ellen. Mm -hmm. That's actually not the truth, Ellen. And meanwhile, like this whole time before I even saw the Shia LaBeouf video, I was no, I was like hearing about how Florence was like kind of trying to remove herself, it seemed, from the whole thing. Like, and which is weird because it should be like such an amazing the biggest move movie for her career of the year biggest movie of her career and of, of her career because it's her and harry styles which puts her on a level that like obviously she's one of the best actresses in the business right now but being adjacent to harry styles in a movie the star power of yeah. florence and she's the lead rises a lot and i uh-huh. i would be pissed and if i were her because they're uh, advertising it like harry's the lead Mm-hmm. And it's like the movie's about her. And we're also her. excited. Mm-hmm. And we're also excited about Olivia Wilde's like directing. She keeps directing these awesome films like Booksmart. It's great. Like we're all excited about her as this female director. And like she's creating this awesome work. And then she's dating Harry Styles. And it seems like she is just very jealous of Florence Pugh in a way. And it's like I can see how that would be hard if you are the director and you're watching it and you're directing those scenes. But like the whole thing is so messy to demonize Florence. Yeah. And obviously we don't know what happened. You know, maybe Florence is is a diva. Who knows? But Olivia Wilde has proven herself to be a little bit of a diva through this whole thing. the video of Florence Pugh arriving at the carpet. She only walked the carpet and saw the film with the yeah, cast. she's doing no press for this, which but tells she you. she literally, she walks. But also, I'm like, is that bitchy? Like, what happened? I don't know. The crowd is going wild for her, though. It is, like, literally the biggest Hollywood star. It, like, feels like old Hollywood, mm-hmm. seeing her on the carpet and people going crazy She's for very, her. she's got that look. Mm-hmm. Like, the old Hollywood. She's very, like, classically beautiful. Or so cute. Chris Prine is, like, taking pictures of her on a disposable, and she's, like, posing. The whole cast is so excited she's Aww. there. Except for Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. They're like walking away. Which does not look wow. good on them, I don't think. But no, also, this is going to end up... Florence is going to end up looking really good. Yeah, and good. we're seeing no pictures of Harry and Olivia together. It seems like they're kind of distancing themselves. But also it's like, Harry, you can't like go give a hug to the your, your co-star. Like the co-lead of this movie that you're in. Just look simple. Yeah, well... He's probably terrified of Olivia. She's probably like, if you go anywhere Fair near her, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like that's not a him decision. You're probably right. He and looks I hope good, though. He looks. But God, imagine if he and Florence Pugh oh got my God. together. She How just perfect would that be? Zach Brapp. Oh my God. And they would be, I mean, the most. Pu- I've been actually, rooting for that since the movie was announced. I know. If he, you know, how, I don't know if this actually happens or if this still happens, but they used to be like, there were all these like couples that were literally completely made up only for pr well, people and say was he like was really in one, a much the taylor swift relationship he was in was supposedly pr oh. but yeah i think so but it's just it's one of those things that's like uh I, I don't think that really happens now but it was a really big thing in the early 2000s like couples who were in a movie together to promote the movie 
they would literally pretend they were dating and they would not be. And that's what they would do. And like, it would have been such a good opportunity to bring that back seriously <laughs> for Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. If Olivia Wilde was not in this picture, you know, like it would have been 100%. really iconic, even if it was fake just for the movie. Imagine oh my goodness. people would be eating it up. Oh, like it would be so I would exciting love to it. people. But yeah, I can't wait to see the movie. Me too. I'm super, super interested to see or to hear, like, I want to know what actually happened. <laughs> like, like did, because clearly Florence Pugh did something Olivia Wilde did not like. And I doubt it was just do what she was directed to do with Olivia Wilde's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's like the Carly Claus Taylor Swift thing. Like, I just want to know what happened. Oh my God. Did you see that Rolling Stones yeah, that's posted about Gaylor? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. This has now transcended anything. It was just supposed to be like Swifty lore. It was literally. No one was supposed to know. I feel like Taylor somewhere like, no, no, just leave it. <laughs> like she's kind of well, like. That's what I keep thinking. I've seen there. all these TikToks that are like, there's no way a Rolling Stone article gets published that didn't like. And she doesn't just know come about across it. her publicist desk of like, mm-hmm. this is something that she would have to not okay necessarily but like clear rolling stone wouldn't publish it if well, she but was she like don't make publish a comment it. yeah it's ve- rolling stones is a ve- rolling stone is very credible um it has a great relationship you know, publisher, with her news publisher yeah but it's interesting because well, i don't know i wonder it's not like she needs the publicity so i'm like it's taylor like is there legitimacy to this which I seems know. crazy and but is like, there what's or, wild i don't know is like this person, it wasn't like they were just kind of talking Claus about it. isn't saying anything either. They did research. There was like, they did extensive research into all the theories. They did, weren't just like, some people think this. They were like citing things. I wonder if they were like, hey, Taylor, like, you know, people are always hypothesizing about this. Are you cool if we kind of play into it and do like a, the- like, you know, Mythbusters kind of thing? Like, I could see her being like, yeah, that's fine. Like. It's just something that Carly and I are just like letting play out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Cause Carly Kloss, who is married, hasn't said anything about it either, which I think she'd get asked about it probably fairly frequently. And she'd just be like, oh, yeah, I don't know where people got that, but uh, yeah, you're just best friend. You know, like she would say something about it, but she hasn't. It's crazy. Okay. Wow. We just covered a what lot a of pop culture stuff i know we had a few people so when we i was asking what people were interested in seeing for season two we got a few like we want more of your conversations or stories about your family we do get on these we have so much to say about some pop cultures things so eventually maybe we could do like just a little because otherwise for the people who aren't interested it's like 30 minutes in the beginning of the episode that they're like okay can we just get right. to the show so maybe maybe one day if that's something you guys would be interested in maybe we'll expand a bit but for now we have very exciting things to do and that is get started on the season premiere of season two pretty little liars all right so last season this is mostly like the last couple episodes of season one but just kind of getting caught up before we head into season two the girls found a flash drive of videos that were taken of them, but also they find out that there are videos of Toby and Jenna, and we can assume other people, but we find out that Jenna is taking advantage of Toby and threatening him to like get him in trouble over all this stuff. Later, we find out that Garrett is protecting Jenna 
because they are dating. Um, so last episode, Arya found out about Jackie, who is Ezra's ex-fiance. Um, she then shows up to the faculty mixer for Hollis professors. Ezra's there because he recently took a teaching job at Hollis. This means he no longer has to work at Rosewood, and apparently that means he can be seen with his underage girlfriend in Rosewood. Caleb and Hannah broke up, which we remember, and then Mona made it worse by ripping up the letter. Hannah kind of starts figuring out what's going on. Lucas puts all the pieces together and invites Caleb to stay with him. And Lucas says it's because Hannah deserves someone like Caleb. Pam and Wayne want to move the Fields family to Texas for a year, which is not super pleasing news to Emily. Toby and Spencer are fully together right now. Ian tried to kill Spencer at the end of the last episode, but A came and killed Ian. A then steals the body, we can assume, which makes the girls look like complete liars and freaks to the rest of Rosewood. So we'll see. That's kind of where we're left with. And I think the girls are going to have a lot to answer for in season two. So I kind of love, actually, this is kind of nice that we didn't take a break between seasons because truly like this First scene picks off exactly where we stopped last episode. So it's mm-hmm. good that we all have it fresh in our minds. And I did a great job with the recap. So you guys basically mm-hmm. basically just watched the last episode. Oh, yeah, the whole season so. even, really. The, the yeah. whole last season. So we're all outside the church. We've realized that Ian's body isn't in there. And so we're, li- I mean, literally exactly where we were. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, he wasn't breathing. He was all this stuff. He was dead. And then Spencer's like, he is dead. <laughs> uh. Emily makes a really morbid comment because they're like, he's probably stuffed in a trunk. And Emily goes, he's probably on his way to a meat grinder. What? Oh, my God. Sorry. It's like that character <laughs> in Pitch Perfect who says like those really insane things. Yes. Where they're so quiet. No one can hear her. She's like, I ate my twin in the womb. <laughs> it's one of them. Literally. So funny. She, yeah, like, everyone's that like, was okay. an inside thought. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. 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 Um, yeah. And then Officer Garrett Reynolds comes over to them. And this is where I'm like, this would never happen. Everything else has been so realistic up to this point. Mm-hmm. And we always say that. Garrett walks up to the girls. He's like, All right, come with me. I'm going to take you down to the station. And Aria says something that actually makes sense. She's like, Well, okay, but my parents are here. So, number one, <laughs> like they could take you to the station. But two, they're going to want to know what's going on. And he's like, Yeah, well, they'll meet us at the station. And the girls and don't And then they feel... all get in the car. <laughs> yeah, but what I want to say is like these girls are minors and they are young and they don't know what to do and they're just I I feel bad like you hear about so many like you know false confessions and things like that and it's because this is why it happens yeah because they're like literally pushed into doing these things because they think they don't have a choice like they think they're trusting the law enforcement because that's what we're trained to do and they think that they can trust Garrett yeah, exactly. And it's like, there. why would he want to hurt them? And he's spo- and exactly. on top of that, even if they didn't know him, it's like, well, he's supposed to be the good guy. And so like, right. you know, you just do what's being asked without questioning it. And a lot of times it's super unfair. Like they don't end up even having a lawyer present. And that's what happens because they don't think they need one until it's too late. So they get in the car with Garrett. I would be <laughs> shitting my pants if i yeah, was these girls it's like, <gasps> it's like when your uber driver like takes a tur- oh! like is taking a shortcut but like oh my god you think that you're like oh my god that is not <sighs> how you go where we're going where are you going 
Oh my God. If you're an Uber driver, don't ever take a shortcut. You go the way the Uber machine is telling you to go. <laughs> because one day and you're going to have a girl like me in the backseat who thinks they're literally being abducted. I also, there's a feature on Uber that I realize not a lot of people know about. Because Uber drivers are always like con- confused when I get in the car and I have to give them a pin. But you can, there's a setting where you can, it'll give you a different pin every time you get into an Uber. And they have to put it in in order to get their directions and like to get paid for the ride they have to take the pin so Mm. that's also a nice safety thing to like make sure you're getting in the right uber yeah that is true anywho the reason we started saying all this is because garrett has driven the girls just into an alley just there's just a big old dumpster there they're not near the station and he stops the car and he's like get out (laughs) oh my my god God. would you not die and the girls are like um where are we this is not the station (laughs) i I would be sobbing i'd be like saying a prayer i do think that they just like oh wait caroline's gonna caroline's gonna say alexa caroline one time was praying on a plane (laughs) and i guess she hadn't prayed in a long time (laughs) oh wait speak of the devil well yeah you just said her name clear as day Anyway, she, Caroline is praying, and instead of saying, like, any other way that you would open a prayer and address a prayer to someone, she said, Alexa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've just become such a, I mean, you guys know my whole thing with Siri, who I disabled. Feel amazing nice, about that. Disabled her. I didn't know I could. Because <laughs> every time I would yell at her and be like, hey, can I turn you off? She'd be like, sorry, I can't do that. But then I found out actually you could do that. So <laughs> what's up with me and Siri are beefing because she clearly is lying to me. So they get to the alley and then he's like, just get out of the car. And Spencer's like, well, okay. And opens. I mean, I would not, you would have to drag me out of that car. Right? Yeah. It. What would you do? <laughs> I'd get out of the car. <laughs> okay. But it's someone, you know, too. Like it's not just a random police officer. Yeah, but that's why I'd be like, well, I feel like I kind of have to like, I'm just going to do what I can. And then if I realize I'm in real danger, I'll run maybe. But anyway, they get out of the car. What would you do? Pretty confident in your running abilities, I guess. Um, I think I would sit my ass in that car and say, why am I getting out of this car? I'm not getting, you're going to have to make me because my mother told me (laughs) never get out of the car. No, this isn't where I thought you were going. I'm calling (laughs) my my mom. My mom told me never get out of the car. Oh my gosh. So the girls do get out of the car though. And Gareth's basically like, honestly, I just feel like he's trying to test the waters and like see what really went down so that he can protect himself. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Especially when he asked about the videos. He asked about the videos because oh. Jenna wants them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm and he surprised was like, and where he are didn't the videos? ask for them. That was weird. I know, me too. But I think he's trying to keep that level well, We need to tell everyone what he was asking. So tell them what okay, he asked the girls. Oh. oh. Um, <laughs> he was like, you. He he's asking them not to really tell them about what happened before the church. He's saying, don't, yeah. you can't talk about the blackmail. You can't, like, that'll right. get us both in trouble. It's incredibly illegal. So that he is said, another, form, it's another self-protection thing that he doesn't want to mm-hmm. get in trouble. Yeah. He's like, I want to make sure that you are not 
going to tell them about the blackmail. You're not going to tell them that I was working with you. Um, you're not going to tell them I was helping you. I'm going to hide the cash for now. Convenient. I'd be like, actually, I will hide the cash. Thank you. Right. Hannah, Hannah should have been like, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Actually. I have a lasagna box at home. Yeah, I know. I'm actually really good at this now. Trial and error. <laughs> um, and then he's like, and then, um, the videos, like, do you still have them? And Spencer is reluctant to tell him because she, I think, mm -hmm. isn't sure. She's like, can I actually trust you? But she does end up saying, well, yes, we made a copy, which I called that last episode. I said, Spencer made yeah. a copy. She wouldn't those. have just thrown it. No freaking sure. way. So she's got the copy and he's like, okay, well, you've got to make sure like you don't show it to anybody or you have to be prepared to talk to the police about what this is. They're like, okay, whatever. So it was kind of just a little powwow to make sure they're on the same page. But then we like pan out over the car and we see Jenna on the street corner. Um, I don't want to say watching, but <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe goes and we just see <laughs> Jenna on the street corner. Um, <laughs> truly at a loss for words. She doesn't know what to say. Because it's like, what is she doing? Listening, Sensing. but she's like. She's like yeah, 50 yards away from them. Listening, but she listening, can't hear them. There's no way she can hear them. Maybe he's bugged. There's actually no <laughs> way she can see them. So, I mean, listening is a lot easier to say. <laughs> You're like, what could I possibly say? She's standing within earshot. Um, oh God, I don't, I don't even think she's in earshot, though. That's why I'm confused. But she's standing and she has her cane. She's holding it like she is like Gandalf like on the street <laughs> corner. Like, I don't actually know what Gandalf does, but, like, before battle, maybe, like... Oh, mom sent... Were you in the group I know. I, so I was like, mom, what? Yeah. Mom, <laughs> our mother. I think it's the gnome. I think it's the gnome in her. I know, but the word used was hobbit. Mom sends yeah. us, a like, a link to this Airbnb in Washington. I thought it was going to be in, like, Scotland. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Ireland. No, it's in Washington. And it's, like, this Airbnb that's, like, a hobbit house... And mm -hmm. they're like, live like a hobbit for a day. And like, it's like this door in the middle of a rock or whatever. And it's cu super cute. Mom, <laughs> mom sends it to us as bucket list. Okay. I was like, oh, I didn't know we were writing <laughs> one of those. I was like, well, thank goodness this isn't anywhere we can actually go. And then I see it's in the United States of America. So I'm like, oh, it's actually good. It's easier than I thought. So, um, but actually we should do one day. When we have the means, um, when this podcast really takes off, <laughs> we should right. book mom a surprise uh, trip to the Hobbit house in Washington. <laughs> to Hobbitville. That would be oh so goodness. funny. We'll get shirts made with all of our faces at Think of the Hobbit Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Well, I, ha I do have a picture of me and mom like that. Oh. I wow. used to be really into face and hole. Oh, I remember that. I, I bought the app. Like I paid for mm. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no i loved it actually you know what i'm doing it again i did it for like every holiday <laughs> i like put myself an elf but the elf people love that one you did one um, of tangled i think it was you and lily me and no, it was me and mom for mother's day i made oh. her mother <laughs> gothel and i made myself rapunzel and then i did one where we're both gnomes for her birthday maybe and then i did one where we are both the twins from the shining and that was i remember that one something i used to really just love to do it just like some you know graphic design is my passion which right we all know um yeah anyway okay 
Whoa, sorry, it's blacked out. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are in Spencer's room, kind of rehashing what happened. And Spencer says that if it weren't for A, she wouldn't be here. And Ari's like, yeah, she, you know, killed Ian, so he couldn't kill you. And they're trying to figure out, like, why A would do that. And um, Emily says A gives. Arya's like, I've been saying this this whole time. A is our frenemy. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. A is looking She's out like, and so us. when I said it after Hannah got hit by the car, you were all like, <laughs> Arya, no, that's really fucked up of you. But now it's like, okay, okay, now I get it. <laughs> Um, but Emily's like, A gives so she can take, and they decide that probably whatever she wants now, or whatever A wants now, is not going to be something they can afford. Arya does also say to Spencer, Spencer, you didn't see anything? Like, she's, like, so (laughs) pissed at Spencer. It's like, Spencer was almost murdered last night. Spencer went through one of the most traumatic things any of you have been through up to this point, and you're like, seriously? Like, you didn't wear your freaking glasses last night? Like, you didn't see anything. And all Spencer saw was black hoodie, black boots, and black gloves. And they make oh a comment. Oh my God, wait. Yeah, go. Are you going to say the Jenna comment? Yeah. Which is so funny. They're like, well, I guess it can't be Jenna. And then Spencer goes, A sees everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, and it's like, well, are, I think she says, are we, sh- oh, now we know for sure it's not Jenna. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hannah's. A sees everything. <laughs> so I messed up. Then they're just talking about like what they're going to do next. And they're all super exhausted and they need caffeine. <laughs> they're like going to go or Spencer's going to go make coffee. And Ari goes, uh, do you mind if I make it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, your coffee gives me the shakes. Like I want to drink a cup of Spencer Hastings coffee. Yes. And like, was she, is she literally crushing up Adderall and putting it in it? Like, I don't understand. Uh, whatever she's doing. I know that's what I'm saying. Like how strong is she making it? And how, and can, like I, hot can I get coffee. the recipe? Can like, I get wh- the recipe? Cause I want to make it that strong. All the girls leave and Spencer's like, get it. She's the last one to get up. And she goes, amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's like Spencer, you were um, 15 years old with a caffeine dependency. It seems strong dependency. They go down the steps. It's an intervention, jump scare. bitches. Jump scare every single one of their parents except Emily's dad <laughs> and, and Hannah's dad. Hannah's dad. There. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. They're all there. I just like really feel bad for the girls here yeah, because there's like, like nothing they can do. Literally, and it is. It's so. It sucks that they have this thing because, like, they get to a point where they're talking about it, and all the parents are like, "It, we believe you, but like, it's how it looks that, like, no, they do not say we believe you." Well, no, Spencer Pam does. asks flat out, "Do you believe me? Do you believe us?" And Veronica will not answer the question, and she says, "I can't get over what." Veronica says though she goes what I know is that one of my daughters is in the hospital and one's in trouble um okay the daughter that's in the hospital that's all good and well you're worried about her for sure the one that's in trouble also almost was murdered last night by somebody that you have repeatedly put in the same room with her you've basically Mm -hmm. endangered your daughter to the point that I still believe he staged that car accident that landed Melissa in the hospital and he was going to try to kill. He wrote a fake suicide note for Spencer. Why can't she pull that out? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. 
if you have things that can help you. But I get it because they're in this teenage mindset where Ari is like, we have so much to lose. And it's like, right. It really isn't going to be as bad as you think. And like, it could free you from this and actually probably make your life a lot better. But they just can't well, not see for that. Aria. Aria does have a lot to well, lose. She, <laughs> right, of course. But like, she can't say, but like, it will make her life better. Go have a normal fucking relationship. That's <laughs> um, well, she thinks she's about free. to have one. She thinks she's I about know. to have one. Oh, Ezra's makes not me working sick. At the high but makes me sick. this is the part that to me seems like I would just be so frustrated in their shoes of they say someone took Ian's body. Like they're trying to explain the situation to the parents again. Oh, and they're yeah. like, who would do that? Why would someone right. do that? And it's like, they yeah, have who? everything they need, except they don't know who, but they're like, this is, they could just say this is happening and it would make so much more sense. But instead they're say going what's to happening. therapy and uh, say what? what's happening. What's happening. You said they could just say what's happening. Hey, like they're being oh. blackmailed. Yeah. Yeah. But again, they can't see this part of right. it. Um, and but yeah, they, they suggest the girls go to a grief counselor. Veronica also says, and the police say you have this obsession with trying to make Ian guilty. Like the police mm-hmm. or you bitch. Yeah. For real. You have this obsession with hating one of your daughters. The la- Exactly. Like the lack of concern here. Aren't you a little bit troubled by what you're hearing? You should be. Don't you want to uh, ask some you questions? Also, yourself. Like, have you even talked to the, your kids or have you just talked to each other in the police? It's because uh, I it's haven't insane. seen you talk about what's happening. I don't know. It's, the parenting it's gets even worse because we hear a knock on the door. And at first, I think I thought it was going to be police officers, but it's totally. I thought it was going to be Ian. Oh, my God. Imagine. Because <laughs> I can't remember if he's actually dead or not. Like, they all think he's not dead or whatever. Which also, if I'm the Hastings, I'm mad about that. I'm mad that he ran away. Because yeah. I'm sorry, your baby is in my daughter. So you better get exactly. the fuck back here. And, and both of them are in the hospital right now. So like if Ian right. were like, alive, he would be at the hospital. That would probably, right, exactly. like, I would scratch my head if I were the I would be like, okay, so he's not dead. I actually would be hoping he was dead. Because I'd be like, then at least I know he's not a deadbeat dad who ran away. Right. Like, who, you know what I mean? But it's Toby. And yeah, it's Toby. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, is Spencer here? <laughs> is Spencer here is she okay and Mr. Hastings goes no she's not okay (laughs) and she's in trouble (laughs) they love to say she's in trouble in trouble mister (laughs) uh he's basically like you gotta go dude you're you're really bad for her image and he does say you know people think you're guilty whether that's true or not even if you're not it's bad for her image and like if you really care about her you'll stay away from her yeah because so he's like I would never hurt her and then yeah. they, they close the door and spe- the look on Spencer's face oh. is pure. And Peter Hastings turns around as if he's surprised that Spencer's going to look upset. Like as he looks he's at Spencer surprised like, that Spencer heard it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Spence. I'm just trying to help or whatever. But he's like, he's like, oh, you were here for that? Like what? <laughs> uh, but also one thing I just have to say before we move on from the scene. And this is something about all the girls, but really, really, really Spencer. Spencer always gets to leave. The second she gets mad, she gets to storm away, run up those steps, and no one says, you come back here. <laughs> no one says, you stay here. This conversation's not over. Yeah. Do you know how the many diff- times I, I try to run? I know that we consistently <laughs> like in the Hastings household to the Connor household. 
but this is a pretty this stark is, difference. Oh my god! Any I don't live with my parents. Okay, I live in my own house with my fiance. And if I come to my parents' house and we get in a fight, an argument, and then I try to leave, I am, they might as well handcuff me to the couch. Like they're like, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You can't drive while you're crying. My, one of my favorite stories, we were eating dinner as a family and we were all in school. Caroline was still in high school. So it was like truly a classic Connell dinner. And we're all sitting at the kitchen table. I don't know why you got in a fight with mom, but you were fighting. And I guess you were acting like a child. And we had just Aww. thrown away this Winnie the Pooh chair. Oh, that's I was roughly, not in high school. Maybe middle school. You were still in school. Yeah, I was in like, but I wasn't, it's not like I was 17. I was probably like 12. I like to picture that you were like 17. It's important. It's important because Phoebe would have <laughs> been six and I was 12. And that sounds, and Lily would have been two. That makes sense. And this this Winnie the Pooh chair is like foam and it comes up like three inches off the ground. And we were throwing it away. And my mom goes, go get that chair. Go get the chair from the garbage. <laughs> Caroline has to go get the chair. And she has to eat dinner three inches off the ground for the rest of the night. Like, like in the corner is like also. below the tabletop. <laughs> uh, I'm not at the table. I'm not Where were at you the table. I was... The chair was up against, remember in our, like the old kitchen, how they're, well, the cabinets, there now like the medicine cabinet, but it was like that one long cabinet mm -hmm. there. She put it up against that and oh. I had to sit on there. <laughs> and no, it's cause I really didn't like Orzo, which I still don't like. And I didn't want to eat it. <laughs> Wait, and I love Orzo. mom, mom made like buttered Orzo for dinner. And I was like pissed about it. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're like. You like had a day or whatever, and then like you get home, you get home and, and your mom's salmon. like, well, "Yeah, Phoebe hates. I love salmon. Phoebe hates it, but it's like, yeah, like meatloaf for me was one. Like, you'd be like, oh, we're having meatloaf for dinner, and you just like burst into tears. <laughs> like, there couldn't be anything worse than this. It's, so it's, it's like the meme about the crock pot of like when you get home yeah. from school and you see the, the crock pots <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> die. And I feel like that's like, how I felt about the orzo. In those moments, mom would be like, well, what would you want? And you can't think of anything, but you know it's not what's in the crock pot. Well, also, you better not answer it. You no. better not answer that question. It better be whatever mom's making. <laughs> you better say, well, what are you making? <laughs> that's what I want. Uh, yeah, so then I didn't want to eat it. And I probably was a little bitch about it, but I didn't want to eat it. And then they made me, um, I had to eat the entire bowl of orzo sitting in the Winnie the Pooh chair. I think it took me to like, I was like, I have homework. It's like midnight. <laughs> I'm still in the chair. Oh, the best is yeah, when like Lily, when Lily wouldn't eat. So, but like, we'd all be done and her punishment would be like, we would all clear the table and she'd just be yeah. sitting there alone. Make her Which is honestly like Lily kind of, that's a win. Maybe it was strategic. Maybe she was like, well, if I just like don't eat it, I won't have to clear the table. Oh, I wasn't even thinking like that. Wow. You're ahead of your time. Um, yeah. So anyway, the really just I just wanted to say that like anytime I ever tried to leave a fight or Phoebe or anyone does, we are hearkened back to the room immediately. Um Spencer yeah. just gets to storm away, which like that must feel good. It must be freeing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I wish it was Spencer Hastings. Her life is perfect. <laughs> we have a really like short scene that is like I don't understand why we even saw it. I don't remember what they said, but it's Garrett and Jenna in the car. Garrett is looking at the De Laurentiis house and it looks like Jason is like moving back in. My question is, did were we ever told when this house was being sold? From the St. Germains. No, but it's like Jason just comes and goes as he pleases, it seems. Because we've, they, I think they and talked else about, no. they talked about like, was Jason going to go back? So I wonder if they were renting the house. Like, I don't know. Or maybe. I don't know. Um, But they do say like, we just, oh, maybe Jason is looking for, and Jenna's like, don't say it. So looking for something, we don't know what. And then they say, like, we need to make sure no one finds out about the Jason thing. <gasps> oh, we got the Jenna thing. We got the Jason thing. What other things are we going to get? But that's it. That's, like, all that happens in that scene. And then we move to Rosewood High. Yes. Where the girls, they are brave. Aria's walking down the hall and her mom's like, you know, you like to, you don't need to be here. Her mom is basically like. Back to what we said we'll never understand. Like that happened with Hannah where it's like, I'm sorry. The second my mom's like, you don't have to be here. I'm like, I'm out. Okay, See perfect. Ya. Perfect. Didn't want to be here at all. Yeah. I don't. It, that's <laughs> like a very classic thing in television shows. They're always like, no, I, I'm good. I want to go to school. It's like, are you insane? Anyway, it's their first day back since everything happened. And Aria is walking in with her mom and her mom's like, I was thinking about what you said to me about your dad. And I cannot remember what Aria said. It was like something mean because she was like, you know, it was hard, but it was like what I needed to hear is what Alice says. I think it's, it, well, it's, it was that conversation she had while Ezra was like furiously texting her. Oh but yeah. I she just gets so she, mean. I think she said something just like, it was something about like, you need to like make up your mind yeah. about moving back. And so Ella has like taken that to heart and she decided that she is going to move back in to their house. And Ari is so excited, whatever. She then walks into English class and it's Spencer and Aria, Hannah and Emily are all walking in together and everyone like stops talking the second they walk in and they look at the board and there is literally oh like game of hangman on the board. And it's like L blank A R. And then it's like the full body hanging, which when I really think about hangman, really morbid, morbid, really morbid. And we played it a lot. The girls don't even go erase it. I'd be like, uh-uh, I would erase that immediately. They just go sit down. It would be, if, if Caroline walked into a classroom <gasps> and that was there, oh. it would be like Sydney Sweeney walking yes, back into the auditorium. It sure after would. It sure would. What did she say? Like, you want a villain? <laughs> Caroline, do. I think that like if, if our lives went slightly different, if we had a slightly different life, I could see that being, and I'm not team Lexi in this. I don't want you, I'm not saying that, but I just think that that is a fight we could have had. <laughs> I don't understand what fight you writing a play about our lives. that makes me look bad and putting it on at the school. You think yeah. you, you would have done that? No, I'm, I'm saying oh, like, you think I would have done that. Bit, no, 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 no. You would have been Cassie, obviously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's giving. Okay, by the time this, by the time this episode's up, you will hear this blooper. We're at the beginning. Um, there's actually no context to the blooper, so I don't know if anybody's gonna find it that funny. But Caroline goes. The question I asked was like who's the outcast who's popular or something <laughs> i don't even think i use those words i was like who were we in high school or something like that and caroline looks and she goes mm, 
points to me. Outcast. <laughs> popular? <laughs> it's like that. That vibe. <laughs> like you would be Cassie and I would be Legacy. Oh my God. It is like the, oh, I don't, we can't get into this. Um, <laughs> This is too much for me. So Ezra comes back to class and I thought he resigned. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little well, confused. Well, he probably has to, he's probably like putting in his two week notice. Oh, I guess that's true. Two weeks. Hmm. Anyway, I, for some reason was thinking he got fired for misconduct and was fired promptly on the spot. Mm. <laughs> but no, that, that would be what should have happened, but not what happened. Um, so he goes to erase the board and who else is back? No freaking con ladies. He walks in and he says, need some help with that, Mr. Fitz. And then he goes and sits down and looks at Arya and says, miss me. And he is, I mean, he is just so good looking, mm-hmm. but he's like good looking in an evil way. Yeah, totally. So we go out of class and it's Hannah and Mona. And I just have to say, there's like a gaggle of girls talking shit on Hannah right next to her. And they're saying like a bunch of stuff. But my favorite line I hear is a girl goes, she got so used to everyone looking at her after lipo. She didn't want it to stop. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I Mona forgot goes, about those like, rumors. What's them in their place? I know. It's so funny. What a funny line. <laughs> Mona's like, I'm the only one who can actually talk about her liposuction. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I know I told you about that. <laughs> She, what does she say? She says, I don't know what's more pathetic, people who gossip or people who listen to gossip or something like that. Yeah, something not her best line, but then <laughs> the girls are walking away and she goes, look at her <laughs> bony ass walking away. You know, I heard she lost so much weight drinking breast milk. So right back. We thought like, she, oh, she laughed just, a little. She came back. It's not even like Mona says that line and then we just like, where like we don't they don't pan back over to her they literally zoom into this girl this walking butt, away this in poor those jeans. extra this poor extra but also after she says breast milk you think it's gonna be like one of those like nasty reads that she's doing and you think hannah's gonna be like mona but no and mona's like you can order she means it. it you can order it it's like a thing <laughs> she's like that's just what i heard i'm not actually talking shit that's just what i heard <laughs> you got lipo <laughs> she got breast milk whatever and hannah says my favorite line which is i am so tired of thinking about things and <laughs> oh my god maybe i do need therapy oh my god i can sense it it's the first <laughs> tattoo of season two it says i'm tired of thinking about things wow, wow it's on the nape of my neck <laughs> how do i know i can feel it <laughs> This might be my favorite <laughs> one. I'm tired of thinking about things. Anywho, they're basically like talking about how, oh, Mona. Okay, well, mm-mm-mm. we get a jealous Mona. Oh, my God. Sorry. I don't know what just came over me. Pull it together. Maybe that tattoo is poisonous. Um, Mona <laughs> <laughs> is like, basically, we just see how jealous she is of the girls. And she says, you know, mm-hmm. oh, your life got so much complicated once you started hanging out with the others. <laughs> and it's like haha yeah oh my god they just walk away then we go to oh this is a good one spencer no spencer Aria. is just like i know but she spencer first yeah, spencer doesn't do anything spencer's yeah but we see spencer and then aria walks up to her and they're looking at noel 
And this line is so confusing to me. Again, because like writers of television shows just don't know like what school is like. Right. Spencer goes, how does someone get suspended and come back even more popular than they were? And I'm like, <laughs> I can tell you. Everybody he's, wants to know why he was suspended. Yeah. And he's got the bad he's, boy edit. And he was popular when he got like, suspended. So it's like people don't actually really care about the suspension. No. And also <laughs> the reason why he got suspended, everyone already knows. And it's that he cheated on tests. It's not like he it's, did anything really like that bad. Yeah. It is bad, but you know what I mean? It's not like he like hurt someone. Exactly. It just, just so his Spencer, academic integrity, you. just the academic integrity of the school. But Mr. Fitz comes in the hall and asks Aria to come in the room. And I realize we haven't, they haven't spoken since their big blowout fight in Aria's bedroom with a faculty mixer. And Aria is still, I was like, why is she being so rude to him? I like, didn't remember. But the whole Jackie Molina yeah. thing is still super fresh for Aria. And... <laughs> So Ezra's like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? And she's like, no. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, I kind of feel like you're pushing me away. She goes, I'm not pushing you away. I just don't feel like talking to you about it. <laughs> she's like so nasty. I'm like, okay, <laughs> at this so point mean. in my life, if I'm being this rude to my boyfriend, who's also my English teacher, I'm becoming a little more aware of the fact that he's my English teacher. <laughs> like in this moment. I'm and like, I, like he also, like, I would be like, okay, like maybe I don't need to be in this relationship. Right. He exactly. Exactly. Then she basically tells him that like things feel different and he apologizes about the Jackie thing. And he's like, but nothing is different. I'm still in love with you. And she doesn't say it back. He goes, are we over? And she says, I don't know. And leaves because he asked <gasps> her to come over. She can't. And the reason she can't is because like her mom's coming home, but she doesn't say that. So it just sounds like, and like she's grounded. She's gotta be grounded. Yeah, she's gotta be, but she's probably not. She's yeah, not probably not. They probably don't ground. Emily's probably grounded. <laughs> and oh, that's sure. probably it. <laughs> Spencer's um, probably being held in a tower. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. One thing Pretty Little Liars knows how to do is the, a first episode. I can imagine watching this after having to wait for so long and feeling just like recharged. Yeah, true. Well, it's like a pilot all over again. Like they are giving us just bit by bit exactly what we need and what they know we need to hook us for a, a season two. So we open, we get a lot of these shots. I've noticed Spencer mm -hmm. in front of the Kavanaugh house and the camera starts at her like usually boots and just yeah, like at least two. makes its way up. We get like, we've gotten a pretty good amount of these shots. I feel like something interesting happens. She walks what up the that? stairs. Just wait. Spencer <laughs> oh knocks my God. The door. <laughs> we, just wait. We see, we see someone open the blinds to the window as if to look out <laughs> to see who is knocking on the door <laughs> and at first i'm like okay well maybe it's toby like it has to be because there's no one else in the house that would do that because it would be pointless for anybody else to do that and then the door opens and it's jenna and spencer goes spencer goes hello i'm going to get a drink i was gonna ask if you wanted anything never mind um but that was so funny. I'll just finish this. That was so funny. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I did not even think about the fact that she would be pulling <laughs> the curtains back to see who's there. Uh, just force a habit. <laughs> just force a habit. Um, she, but yeah, so, so Spencer's like, and Jenna's like, listen, my parents don't want you here. Whatever you had with Toby is over. They don't want you around. And him. Jenna's like, so it looks like Jenna's both sets of parents. Smile. Jenna's like, what? she's not <laughs> even fighting it. She's smiling. 
She is Samaya. She's like, whatever you guys had, it's done now. And Spencer walks. And she slams the door and Spencer walks away. To which I say, though, hey, Spencer, call him. <laughs> Literally. Hey, Spencer, call him. You guys have telephones. You guys have telephones. And you don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. You don't give a fuck about what your parents think. So, like, if you're afraid they're going to look at your phone records and see, I wouldn't even think that'd be a factor I don't you think they still care use enough your phone. about just that. Wait for them I don't to think find they care it. enough about you, Spencer. I hate to break it to you. That's what I'm saying. You can't even use that as an excuse not to contact him with your phone. So why are we acting like this is the end of the world? Use your phone and sneak around. Unless you're in real life, don't use that advice for literally anything. Okay, give me one second. We then go over to Emily's house and she is just watching the Jenna Toby videos on a loop. She can't stop with it. But this is so weird. And then an actual jump scare. I know we say jump scare a lot. An actual jump scare. No. She looks up and she sees this man that we have never, ever, ever seen before standing in her room. And she turns and she sees him. And like he doesn't introduce himself right away. No. They're just kind just of like, like it's like that Spider-Man meme where they're both like pointing at each other. It's like yeah, kind of like that. They're like, what's up? And then Pam shows up and says it's actually the realtor who's going to be showing the house and he needs to take a look in her room. And you know what realtors do when they're showing a house? They say take everything personal out of it. So that's really just breaking Emily's heart. I didn't realize they were fully selling the house. Because it's like, Okay, this feels dramatic. He's in Texas for a year. Yeah, things have moved fast. That's true. I mean, they like have made these decisions quickly. Right. He, I mean, I guess with everything that just happened, though, Pam probably is like, let's just get out of here. Anyway, he looks at like the height thing, like the thing that they would like mark off Emily's height. And he's like, obviously, you'll need to paint over this. Which would absolutely, I would scream. I would actually scream in that in his face. Yeah, it's he's like so insensitive to it. Like obviously Emily's having a hard time with this. You can tell from the minute you walk in the room that she's like kind of hostile towards him. You'd think, I don't know, that he would see that a little bit. But we then go to the Hastings house and Melissa is is home from the hospital. It's so uncomfortable. Walking around. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she's okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Thank Garrett's goodness. there too. Thank goodness. And it's um, Mr. and Mr. Hastings. Oh my God. Ah! And it's Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Hastings. <laughs> and they're talking about like, you know, they've got an APB out on his credit, Ian's credit cards, Ian's car. They're going to find out, you know, anything about what he's doing. And as soon as they know, they'll tell Melissa. But they just really will not even give it a single moment of a thought that he might be dead. Which is, like, I'm... Melissa would rather believe that he, like, left her and her their unborn child than believe that Spencer might be telling the truth. The hoops they are jumping through to, like, completely delegitimize anything Spencer says is insane to me. Spencer has the best line. She says, You were right earlier, Mom. You might have two daughters. But you're only protecting one, which is like what I said earlier of like, you do have two daughters, but you clearly only care about really loving one of them. Melissa, it's totally true. It's totally true. And Melissa even has line where she's like, I don't want you anywhere near my baby. Like when Ian comes back, because Spencer had come in in the middle of the conversation with Garrett and Melissa and everyone. And she's like, he's dead. Like, he's not actually coming (laughs) back here 
ever. <laughs> this is another difference between the Hastings house and the Connell house. Is like my I don't think mom would care what we did. We couldn't do anything that would allow one of us to say, I don't want you anywhere near Never. our baby. No. Like, that we could have actually committed crimes. And that would break our mother that, beyond anything. She yeah. would it would be it. It would be it. Completely. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Both the Spencer's girls say things that I'm like, oh, if we said that, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah and so. Spencer storms out and leaves. <laughs> no way. <laughs> crazy. So Emily, Aria, and Spencer are sitting on the couch in Dr. Sullivan's office, and they're waiting on Hannah. <laughs> Hannah, who was purposely late because she's trying to miss the appointment. So she walks in. <laughs> super late with like shopping bags whatever and she's like so what did i miss and spencer's like we waited for you actually bitch and Hannah goes <laughs> dang or whatever she does and they just don't want to talk about anything at all and like they're basically just waiting out the clock but i guess they weren't clear on like how therapy worked because dr sullivan goes you know you can say anything here like it's a safe space between these walls. Anything you say in this room stays in this room. And that is something that the girls are not used to. Like, that's a luxury right. they have not been afforded. They are under the impression that someone is always listening. Someone's always watching. They can't trust anyone. But it seems like they might be feeling a little bit safer here. So much so that Ari is like, do we want to talk about the thing? Because mm -hmm. Dr. Sullivan's trying to figure out what brought the girls back together. And they don't really feel comfortable saying, oh, you're getting like texts from a crazy stalker. And that's what brought us back together. But now they're like, well, maybe we could say it. And maybe this is a way right. we could get help. At that very moment, all of their phones ring. And no, 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 but they there was obviously. Like a, after Hannah, there's a scene. No, and then I'm, we go back is, to the girls therapy. Oh, 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 oh okay. I remember. Um, Lucas and Caleb are oh, in town yeah. and they're talking about how like Lucas sprang for a motel the night before and Lucas is dropping Caleb off somewhere and he basically says like whatever you did to Hannah don't do it again and that's really oh. it so I can't wait to see <laughs> Caleb redeem himself I can't wait the girls are back in therapy they're deciding whether or not they want to tell and every single one of their phone rings and um that would get me Dr. to stop Sullivan, in my tracks if I'm them Dr. Sullivan's like hmm She's like, that what? was weird. Because like, all it, of them. It was like Pavlov's, Pavlov's bell or whatever it is. Of like, she was like, that? You guys just all had a visceral reaction to all of your phones ringing. Yeah. And why did all and of your phones like, ring at exactly the same time? And why are all of your ringtones on? We're in therapy. <laughs> Turn your <laughs> phone off when you go to therapy. But yeah, every single one of them rings. And it's like obviously weird. And they're also all like, <gasps> like they kind of like gasp mm -hmm. and they all check their phones. Where I feel like if you're in a typical appointment, you're like, you know, it's not urgent. You're going to wait to Your check it. They all on. check it right away. And so the therapist is like, what's up? And Spencer's like, time's up. And they leave. <laughs> um, but it was not an ATAX. It was just from their parents. And they walk out of the therapist's office. Um, and they see Toby and Jenna, which is just like a tiny little moment. But the biggest thing is that they see the newspaper. And it says, what really happened? And it's a picture of them outside of the church. And it says... Basically, the right now, the thought is that, well, okay, so they found Ian's car near the train station with the $10,000 in it. So the, the story the police is kind of starting to put together is that Ian was skipping town and the girls made up this story because they knew he was leaving. But it's like, what? what is the Why motive would they of protect them him? to protect him? 
And also, I feel like if Melissa or any of the Hastings were to see that headline, they'd be like, well, that's not possible because Spencer fucking hates Ian. Like, there's no way right. she would try to protect him or, like, help unless it was that Spencer well, I hates guess Melissa. It would be like, and Spencer's like, well, anything to get him out of the picture. If he's leaving town, then I don't have to worry about him anymore. But Spencer wants justice more than anything is what I would. If I were her parents, I'd be like, Spencer doesn't want him to leave. He, she wants him to be arrested. Right. I would question it for sure. Um, and so then they all do get an A text and it says, I spy a liar guys. I have to take a personal day. Lucky for you. It's labor day. No, from the podcast, from the podcast, from the scene. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You guys wish. Um, (laughs) Caleb. Oh God. Okay. So Hannah gets home from her little shopping spree and Ashley Marin, bless her, is sitting in a chair with a glass of wine. Looks to be a Chardonnay. And Hannah walks in and she's like, okay, okay, I know. It looks like I spent a lot of money, but like I actually saved money because there are bargains and you can have this and blah, blah. She walks into the kitchen and she sees the Caleb is there. I thought it was going to be her dad. And Really? Yeah. Why did you think that? I, that's that's crazy to me that you thought that after we got the whole scene of Lucas bringing Caleb back here. Well, I don't think it's crazy it's to go see Hannah. Well, I was just like, a lot of stuff is going on. I wouldn't be shocked if her dad was like, okay, I get it. Like the car thing. No. Okay. You were deranged. Yeah, that was obvious because we knew her dad had been contacted about. We knew her dad was coming. This, we, we knew know. Caleb was coming. This isn't shocking at all um but i i just want to say i knew i loved caleb we all knew i loved caleb but i love him even more now because what is his drink of choice what is his bevy of choice next to him at Harris house a diet coke how many options do you think an ice cold in a can in a can how many options do you think there are in the Marin household well we we know there's like juice and milk and water and coffee fair enough in terms of sodas, Here, though, that's probably the, the only soda. Okay, but I love that he's drinking it. Okay, I love it too. He, oh my god, you are another okay. I didn't mean to. What, it just I say it, it's like a pretty normal word, not the way you say okay. it. Okay. Ah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. See. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, I just am happy. Come on, Diet Coke. I love it. I love it. And I also love Ashley Marin, who stands up and is like, "Great, right, well." bye <laughs> leaves <laughs> hannah and caleb because clearly like she sees how hurt hannah is and she like checks in with hannah she's like are you okay is this okay and hannah says it is but also like she seems to care for caleb and she seems to like them together and like it seems like she saw something in hannah while hannah was in this relationship that like made her as a mother happy and now she sees how hurt she is and it seems like if she knew her daughter was that hurt she'd be like get out of my house but clearly she sees like there's more to the situation and that that warms my heart. And so they get to talking and Caleb say, like, I didn't leave without saying goodbye. And Hannah has an incredible line. She says, well, was I unconscious for that whole exchange? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like a super cute moment before because Caleb just like looks at her and she's like, don't do that. You can't do that. And he's like, what? And she's like, you, you can't do that. You can't look at me like that. And then he like smiles and she's like, don't do that either. <laughs> and, I'm melting. I'm fully in a puddle over here. It's so cute. He just loves her. He adores her. I, I mean, I feel like I can look at his face and see how much he loves her. 
And then she's got these, like, she's trying so hard not to love him back in this moment. And, like, her little quips, her, that he loves, that make him love her even more. Oh, my God, you guys. Um, You didn't see. he does tell her about. Oh, my God. <laughs> I decided just not even to do the words. Perfect. Thank you. So, moving <laughs> forward. So, then. Tells her about the letter. Yeah, this is big, guys. They talk about the letter and he's like, this is huge. He's like, oh my God, it actually makes me want to die. He's like, I couldn't, I didn't know how to say the things that I was feeling. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That like actually kills me. (laughs) And he's like, and I wrote in the letter that like, I was sorry. And, um, you know, I was kind of explaining myself and he still doesn't say the big thing we know was in the letter. And so Hannah goes, so where is this letter? And he's like, well, I gave it to Mona. And she said she gave it to you. And that's one moment where I'm so glad that Hannah believes Caleb. Yeah. Because I even feel like before she met Caleb, if someone would have tried to throw Mona under the bus, she wouldn't have believed them. Mm-hmm. But she she does, which says a lot. Caleb is like, just I just want to try this because I love you. And he tells her. And you can just see on her face, like, how hard she is fighting to not say it back. Right. You know what I mean? She's like that. And like he said the magic words. Like he said all she's wanted to hear. And she's like, well, it's too late. You need to go. Mm-hmm. And she lets him leave. And I kept being like, no, stop him. Stop it. Because he does a whole long walk down the hall. And like you keep thinking like maybe she'll stop him. And she's upset and she's crying and you think. And then she doesn't. And he leaves and she's crying but I am quickly heart set on fire in a, in a good way right after Caleb leaves because Phoebe, take, take it away. We go to the Apple Rose Grill and Mona is sitting there waiting for someone who we find out who that is later. Horrible. Hannah storms. Insane. Storms in there. A la Imogen storming into the cafeteria in Original Sin to <laughs> yell at Karen Beasley. Then mm-hmm. she says, um, what did she say? I, she's like why didn't you give oh, me the yeah, letter yeah, okay i know about the letter why didn't you give me the letter and she's like well i was trying to be a good friend i knew how much he hurt you and i just didn't want him to do it again janelle Parrish's acting in this scene is really good i think it's interesting and like we'll we'll have to talk about this more in season three mm-hmm. like or after the season two is done but like i do think she has an added challenge in playing mona because mona is like an ogre, is like an onion, and has layers. And Mona, at her core, is this geeky girl, and all she wants is to fit in. And that's who I she is. Also, a big part, like she, there is a genuine love for Hannah. She loves Hannah. Right. Well, she's got yeah. She's and it's part of that love for Hannah comes from I'm not letting go of what I have now. Right. And like. She is, she needed Hannah mm-hmm. to get where she was because Hannah was in with Allie and like without Hannah, that wouldn't have happened. So she's still like this, this girl, this deeply insecure girl who wants to belong. And now she's layered on top of that, this popular mean girl who's using this as a defense mechanism and who, you know, loves Hannah, but it's a little bit of like, I love you because you, you allow me to have this life kind of thing. And at the second Hannah it like shows that she might be on the way out. Mona lashes out at her. So she's got that layer. So it's like, she's really playing two kind of 
people there. And then we do have some other layers that we'll continue to find out. But like, so from an acting perspective, I do think you're right. I think she's like pretty expertly navigating the different intricacies because it's difficult to play someone who is lying about who they are in more than one way. Yeah. It's interesting. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Hannah basically, like, she gets ready to storm out. Well, Hannah says, he, you're right. He did hurt me, but this hurts more. And she goes to leave, which I just think is important. It seems to kill Mona a little bit. Like that really yeah. hurts her. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think part of her knew what she was doing was mean and petty, but it, also a little part of her, I think probably did think maybe she was protecting Hannah in some way. Well, I think when you're doing something mean and petty or you're doing something that benefits you and you know, like it's maybe not what the other person would have wanted. You try to justify it to yourself Mm -hmm. and you're like, no, well I did this for her. So she is now convinced herself of this, whether or not that's actually true at the end of the day. You know, I don't think it is. I think Caleb was a threat to Mona in more ways than one. And now but she convinced herself she did it to be a good friend but like that's definitely not why she did it yeah i don't know but yeah so she says this hurts more and then noel walks in and he says sorry i'm late and he kisses mona right on the mouth right and the camera angle is like directly behind their lips like so when they part you see hannah's head so weird and he is in a and you know if you're hannah you're like what the fuck okay we think noel's a and she and we still kind of think that he's a noel is wearing a short sleeved button up with a tie noel also does not acknowledge hannah at all but he does have like this weird moment that's so out of character for him when like they leave and Mona's like wiping away tears. Like she's clearly upset. He's like, are you okay? <laughs> He's so concerned. It's so unlike him. And she says, actually, no, she's not. And so it doesn't, I was expecting to see her like bounce back. Like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, you know, bounce back to like her normal mm-hmm. perky Mona self. But no, this is really, this is affecting her. But unfortunately we have to go to an equally as distressing short sleeved button up moment. Yeah, I haven't watched the scene yet. Yeah, so me either. Me I'm nervous. Oh, okay. you're just ready for it. Thank goodness, you guys. This shirt is a red, but it's like a muted red, chambray, button-down, short-sleeve shirt. I'm sure you can all picture this. That I think, I feel like she got it out of her dad's closet. I don't know, because this was very, and actually... Not to like put you in the spot, but like you used to wear those shirts a lot. <laughs> and never short sleeve, but I will say like I also like don't really stand by a lot of those choices. <laughs> well, that's, that's growth. That's growth. But I think even back then I would have been able to tell you. Well, it was but bad. also I need to say it was wrinkled. It's so wrinkled, the shirt. And like too big. That is for not her. something I would ever condone. It looks like it's like Toby's Spencer shirt. Hastings wearing out of the house. I'm sorry. Just no. Just a huge no. But she doesn't go with it. But then we find out she's also not wearing a bra because she takes her shirt off and we get this unnecessary yeah, view from her. the back and we see she's not wearing a bra. And it's way too long. Well, it's just the only reason to wear a shirt like that. Or not, not the, right, the only reason to wear a shirt as slutty as that red chambray shirt. Now, the only reason to give us a shot <laughs> like this is to just let us know she's not wearing a bra. Like, what is Which the is point? crazy. <laughs> so bizarre. Caroline, I'm going to take this out, but like, imagine being someone who could just like <laughs> Dude. Dude. not wear a bra <laughs> it makes me want to die sometimes me not wearing a bra with a red chambray shirt button down oh i'd be arrested <laughs> promptly <laughs> upon my 
my leaving the house, I'd be arrested for sure, for sure, for sure. But, but something really cool about me is that the dress that I'm wearing to Stephen's rehearsal dinner, I can't wear a bra with. And like, it's not super comfortable, but I'm not wearing a bra with it and it looks good and I love it. Something really cool about me is that I'm going to be really uncomfortable in well, this dress. Well, no, I'm not really going to be really uncomfortable because I've worn it a few times. It's just one of those things. That it's like a new and different feeling for me. And I don't care if everyone knows that I have to mm. wear a bra all the time. My boobs are too big. And if you... Okay, maybe I'll get this all If you in. don't have to wear a bra ever, like if you have that option every day when you wake up, count your lucky freaking stars. I better not ever hear you complaining about getting dressed, about the size of your boobs, nothing. Because some of us yeah. are beholden to those bras, those instruments of torture. And it sucks. It sucks, okay? I said it. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Spencer's not wearing one because she is going to have a date coordinated by Emily with Toby. <laughs> but she can't because the she-devil, Melissa... <laughs> walks into her room all of a sudden she's a cast and like bandages on her face i guarantee i really don't think she had any of that when we saw her last maybe she did i just wasn't paying attention but melissa has changed her Uh, but but, like we get these moments with her like this and i'm like what changed because you were out for blood about seven minutes ago and now you're like spence i want to name the baby after you i I mean she doesn't say that at all but it's that energy. When she says we chose a name for the baby, I expected her to say Spencer. What would are you what would you have done if she did that? I don't know. I probably would have kept watching. She goes, she goes, I'm so sorry about what I said about not wanting you to see the baby. We chose a name. And I was like waiting for her to say Spencer. <laughs> it's Taylor, because it works for a boy or a girl. Which Spencer does also. That's true that's true maybe she pulled inspiration from that i think part of it is like she wants the power in both of these relationships Mm -hmm. of like she can be a bitch to spencer in front of her parents and her parents take melissa's side and it's a it's a way for her to get the parents to be on her side and then she can act like this with spencer to kind of be like i think she's a master manipulator she's rotten to the core if you will she's a gaslighter yes she is yes phoebe bridger she's a and a girl boss and for sure do you know what i googled last night what farb what did i google (laughs) yeah why don't you check are you a farb well i didn't know what it was i am phoebe bridger stan oh isn't that so funny yeah i know now but i was like what um jason sudeikis age (laughs) oh okay i did google farb because I didn't know what it meant. And I learned. Um, so Melissa is definitely a farb. Anyway. <laughs> so No freaking way. No freaking way. Well, she's a gaslighter. Yeah, but she's not a farb. Okay, but everybody knows that Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, you know I what actually found out that I. Th- what? What? Go ahead. No, I think Ari is a farb. I was watching an episode oh, and sh- she is in a skeleton shirt. For sure. For which sure. Which pisses sure. me off. She freaking. That pisses me off. I so see that for her though. What I was going to say is that I think Phoebe Bridger stands should have been called bridge burners. <laughs> that would have been cool. Oh, Melissa like thinks that maybe Spencer could be telling yeah, the I'm like, Spencer. And she, this is my favorite line. <laughs> Spencer's like, I already told I you everything listening. I know. And Melissa, <laughs> no, but Melissa goes, 
Well, I wasn't listening. Spencer, <laughs> this is your chance. No, I girl. am. <laughs> she like Melissa's like, can you tell me what like what happened that night? Spencer's like, and I Spencer's already told like, you. I can't. <laughs> it's like tell her again. Just tell her. Don't again. Don't gatekeep the information. Don't exactamundo. Don't runs don't in the family. Exactamundo. Yeah. So, but. Melissa's like, no, Ian wanted this baby so bad. He would not just take the money and leave. I don't believe him. And I'm running out of theories. And like, so maybe I will believe you. Maybe. So this looks like things could be going in the right direction. And so Spencer's not going to come to the Toby date. And I I want to say something because a long time ago in the beginning of the first season, you were like, I love the friendship of Toby and Emily. And I don't think I was super gung-ho about it. But in this scene, I'm like, aw. I love it. <laughs> in the scene, I'm like, I like it a lot. The scene, I'm like, aw. Aw. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go into Emily's room, and Toby's like, you can't paint over this, which actually, like, I, at first I think he's being weird, and then he says that, and I'm just like, no, oh, it's so cute. Like, the, it's the height wall. Like, yeah, and the way that he said, the way that he's just like, you can't paint over this. And I then know. he gets out his pocket knife, and he starts cutting it. And What, if, what like, if he pulled out the knife, and Emily was like, ah! <laughs> like, like screamed she's like don't don't we don't <laughs> she's oh like God, you're allowed to be terrified incredible. of him the whole time oh that's so funny oh my God. um and nobody's so, gonna cut it off so she can save it so sweet and emily's like emily starts freaking out she's like my mom is gonna kill you or something like that and he goes don't worry it'll be good as he's new like, he's like i'm the one with the knife <laughs> <laughs> yeah he doesn't make it look good as new it's just cute and so emily is like okay spencer's not coming and toby and emily have this sweet moment where she like apologizes and she's like i feel bad we kind of fell out of this because of everything that happened and i'm sorry and like i've always been different and you saw that in me and and he's like yeah i knew you loved maya and you know, you being different is what makes you so awesome. And it will always be easy for us to get back to this place, which is so sweet. Like he was like, it will, we'll always be able to bounce back. And you like, you have those friends where it's like time can pass. You can not talk. You can live far away, whatever. And it's just like easy to get back there. And so it's sweet. They have that kind of friendship. And then Emily kisses him on the cheek. And I'm like, you better not let Spencer see you doing that. Literally, Emily. Really, Emily. <laughs> wow. That would be as long as, if that were fits. Yeah, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Aria would be like Emily. Seriously, Emily would be like <laughs> Aria. I like girls. She'd be like, oh, uh, likely story. <laughs> Convenient. I've seen my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, she's like, um, I think I know when you're into someone, and everyone's <laughs> into my boyfriend. I think I know when girls are giving my boyfriend the eyes. I think I know. <laughs> I'm kind of used to it because I'm dating the hottest guy in Rosewood. <laughs> anyway, um, Phoebe, would you like to talk about the Ezra apartment scene? I'm so uncomfortable. Ezra opens the door. He's shirtless. <laughs> you think maybe he's going to put a shirt on at some point in this scene or we're going to figure out like why he's shirtless. Well, he does have a line. He says you're early. So that yeah, told then, me like, why he was shirtless. Like, he wasn't expecting her. A, he's in yeah, his PJs. I know, but like, there's your your apartment is one room. Grab a t-shirt. Yes, but Ian Harding is shirtless for no point other than for him to be shirtless. And also, he and this is no shade to Ian Harding, but he does not have the same build as the other guys in the show. So they have painted on like an eight pack. There are a lot of um, videos of like when they would all do like interviews as a cast, where he would he would always talk about how he was like, you have people like Keegan Allen and yeah. like. Tyler Blackburn, who 
are shirtless all the time because they have these great bodies and then they're like mm-hmm. ian you take your shirt off and he's like <laughs> Ah, I don't know if I need to. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if that's actually going to be as good as you think it's going to be. <laughs> he doesn't have to do that. When you've got a face as good as his, you don't even have to do it. Mm-mm. You don't have to get naked for the camera. Okay, so basically... Aria walks in and they sit down and he's like, you can ask me anything. I want to be here for you. I believe you and your friends. So like, if you want to know anything about Jackie, ask me. Can I read you the sex meme you just sent me? Uh-huh. She said, "This we haven't been talk- we, the, we haven't talked for like four oh, hours. Oh, you're probably. feuding. Yeah, we're in a fight. Mimi mm. said, if I am on year three of a relationship and my boyfriend isn't talking to you about rings, dot, 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 please let me know. <laughs> Mimi is like fully Please single let me right know. now. <laughs> Please let me know. Mimi's Please not let like me dating. <laughs> Please let me know is hilarious. And Some guys are saying that. Like, hey, by the way, if this ever happens, please let me know. <laughs> so funny. Also, <laughs> please let me know. Anyway, um, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, so Arya asks, like, why did she end it? And Ezra says she wasn't ready to commit. She thought she was. She wasn't. And Arya says, were you still in love with her when we met? Was I your rebound? And he's like, you were not my rebound. You did kind of help me get over her. And he doesn't answer if he was still in love with her when they met. And Arya's like, oh, yeah. She, like, hates that, which I would hate it too. But also, like, you're so far in at this point. Yeah, I feel like he's proven himself enough. Yeah, like he's, she he's can, like, telling you he's in love with you. Yeah. This girl and showed says, up at the like, faculty mixer that you were both at and he didn't like flip the fuck out and drop everything to go be with. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She starts walking down the hall and she gets a text from A and it's a picture of Ezra's desk and it says, look familiar, what's missing? And so Arya knows that A has been in his apartment and she runs back to see if the key is still under the doormat, which we know it is not. So she knows A has been in there. She knows the key's gone. I think she, I'm sure she feels there's a target on her and her relationship's back. And so if she was feeling like she wanted to leave the Ezra relationship, I guarantee she is full steam ahead now. <laughs> She's right. like, now that I'm a victim, I'm all about this relationship again. <laughs> so it's a drama. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. <laughs> okay. So the girls are in Dr. Sullivan's office and they have like pretty much decided right before this, that they are going to tell her about A. Emily really, like, felt... It was kind of... It's kind of cute because Emily's like, I really heard her when she said that we don't have to go through this alone, Mm -hmm. which is sweet. Like, I just feel like Emily needs this because Emily was also the one... Didn't she say something in the last therapy session where she's like, really? Like, you can't tell anyone? I don't know. I just feel like she's ready to, like, come clean because, well, for Emily at this point, she's like, the only thing I've got on me is a Jenna thing. I don't know about (laughs) y'all. She's like, fuck you guys. I already came out of the closet. What is she going to say about me? And she's about to go to Texas. So she's like. So true. She's got nothing to lose. So they make this impromptu appointment with a therapist. They get there and they're like just about to tell her. And they're like, we're going to show you some things that Emily gets her laptop out. Like they're going to show her the videos. Like they're ready to lay it all out on the table. And then Spencer sees something and stops them. And. She has an awesome line. She says, this conversation is premature. And literally like using legal jargon. She also has a funny line because 
Hannah goes, she's like looking at the therapist's shoes and she's like, I didn't know they, Tori made those in brown. And Spencer goes, are you satisfied? And you can <laughs> tell like, that so like, harsh. Dr. Sullivan's getting the picture of she, well, she thinks she's getting the picture of like Spencer's the mm-hmm. ringleader and can get these girls to do whatever she wants them to. I mean, I do think she's right. Spencer's the ringleader, but I don't think it's Not like in a, a malicious negative vibe. Way, though. Which is, yeah, what I think she's thinking is that, like, yeah. Spencer's got them under her f- thumb and they'll, you know, whatever. But what Spencer has seen is that Ezra Fitz's diploma is framed and on one of the bookshelves in Dr. Sullivan's office. So we know that A, can not only go into Ezra's apartment as, you know, they choose to, they're also aware that the liars are in therapy in this office and kind of sending a message like, don't fuck with me, basically. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You really think you're going to give me up? Because right. the therapist is pretty much, I mean, they're like, you really can't say anything right. And she's like, well, unless you are a danger to yourself or others, I do have a feeling that this whole situation, she would have to. Yeah. Well, I mean, report. it's going to become clear pretty quickly that they've all committed crimes because of it. Like, <laughs> right. True, true, true. So Hannah shoots up. Everyone sees it except Arya. Arya's like, what's going on? And just classic. Everyone shoots up. Yeah. Hannah, of course, does the dirty work for everybody. They are so, they have it so good with Hannah and the group. They do they're, not appreciate they're so her. so lucky. She's the best. She's the best liar for sure. She is the best. She jumps up, grabs the diploma, puts it in her purse. We got scrappy, sticky finger Hannah. <laughs> scrappy, sticky finger Hannah. And they all leave. Imagine how pissed you would be if you're Dr. Sullivan. You're like, you called me for an impromptu meeting in person at my office and you're going to do this bullshit with me? But she, at least but she's, also making, how she's making the money and she doesn't have to do any of the work really. And they're really high profile clients. They're plastered on the front page of the freaking newspaper. So Exactly. So the girls exit the office and Hannah shows Aria what they've got. And they're like, one, Mr. Fitz needs to change his locks. And two, like... A knew we were about to tell on her and she said, uh-uh, I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey, ratting me out. That's what she said. So then we're in Aria's bedroom and her parents come in to talk to her. And we do, I have to say, we do love the full family moment. Ella's fully moved back in. We've got, you know, mom and dad working on parenting together, which is nice to see i'm sure aria is not thrilled about it in this moment though <laughs> because they're like they tell her that dr sullivan doesn't think that they should continue going to therapy together which makes sense aria even is like well i get it like especially after today it makes sense yeah but then if <laughs> well because she's like we can still coordinate our stories <laughs> yeah like then today you know it's not going to stop them from that to, then the parents say that she also doesn't think that they should be hanging out together at all really they need to take time apart from each other which oh, they need to be is separated not what Aria which is like the worst and then we get a no, montage and then we get this montage a montage of all the girls receiving this news to the song jar of hearts by christina perry which is which so is funny a throwback and a half y'all remember who do you think you are that song i love I, that song I can't imagine how like defeated they must feel right now. I feel bad for them. Okay, there I said it. I feel we'll bad for them. <laughs> I pity the liars. Oh, here we go. We made it. I so Spencer's in her house and she's like checking out her reflection in the window. 
<laughs> which is the only way I can describe what she's doing. It's very weird. Um, it's really weird. She's looking at herself and she sees like <laughs> a shadow or something. <laughs> and so she. It's really weird. Yeah. She runs as fast as she can. She locks the doors. She realizes she can't get to the back door in time. She sees more shadows. So she turns off the lights, gets on the ground bef- behind like her kitchen island, grabs an enormous knife and is sitting there waiting. Like Ren. Like Ren. Mm-hmm. Someone enters the house in all black, which is really just... I just want to be like, mm, Toby. Don't worry that. It's Toby. Toby, why are you... Like, let her know you're coming over. We could have avoided all of this. And it's kind of funny seeing Spencer on the ground with this knife, like, wielding it at whoever's walking in. But also it's sad because imagine how scared she is. Like... That was her genuine reaction. She's like, someone's coming in here to kill me based on what she's just experienced. And no one fucking believes her. And like how relieved she is to see him. It's just like palpable. She's a lot more relaxed when he leaves. She starts walking upstairs. She hears a phone ring. She goes to find the phone. No, she goes to find the phone. It's like in the couch cushions and it's Melissa's phone. And there's a text on it that says, it's not safe yet. I can't tell you. And the idea mm-hmm. is that it's, and from, it's from a blocked number. Yeah, most likely from Ian. Um, there was a little tiny scene in there, though, that I just had just gone through. So um, what was Dr. It? Sullivan leaving her office? Oh, yeah, she's being followed. Yes. By A. Yes, we assume. We, we assume. presume. Yeah, it's just her like walking down the street. There's obviously a shadow behind her. But she looks back and there's no and one she there. Knows. She's like, what is going mm-hmm. on? She's creeped out, which I would be too. Her car makes a really weird noise. The noise it's like, I've ever heard. Wait, I'm glad that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I can't. I'm glad that I wasn't being stupid. No, no. I almost didn't say anything about it. I almost but it wrote make, a note down about it. Like my question to people, like Foley people who make the sounds for TV and film. Mm-hmm why wouldn't you like google what sound what sound is this car yeah. make when it unlocks we don't need to like have something like eclectic and kooky and unique and different or like just have the lights flash and like have her pointer just keys have like the, we just know have a beep, beep. just do that or like the yeah like the sound of a either lock. is fine come on either is acceptable and fine but what you did the but sound you did was, use was, was not acceptable nor was it fine so nothing happens like a's not in her car or anything but we do see from a's vantage point in the alley a watching dr sullivan drive away so clearly she's maybe a target or something is going on what cracks me the heck up is like okay so spencer is seeing this text on melissa's phone spencer always sending the sos texts and that's all it says and it's the <laughs> middle of the night aria is in bed and dead asleep still though they got right they, up I'm like also your parents all just gave you a talking to about how you're not allowed to see each other less than like a few hours later i mean spencer's in the same outfit you jump out of your beds in the middle of the night leave the house also imagine being one of their parents and seeing the beds empty if i'm them i'm terrified so Aria gets the text from Spencer, the SOS text. She jumps out of her room. All the girls go and they go to like a greenhouse to have this little private meetup. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're like in this greenhouse area getting together. Oh my God. Wait, dad's calling me. Dad's calling me. Dad's calling me. Are you okay? <laughs> he hang up on you. He hung up on you. <laughs> Did he hang up on you? Yeah. So I'm pretty underwater this week. I'll see you Thursday. <laughs> 
And at the very least, we'll just ride to the airport together Friday. I know I'm in Nashville <laughs> with my broke college student daughter. That is so fucking funny. I knew it was going to happen. I'm like listening and you and I both are like. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Anyway, um, they're in the greenhouse and they're like looking at the phone. They're trying to figure out what to do. And so they're like, well, why don't you say like, how do I know it's you? And so Spencer texts that and Ian responds, ask me anything, which I think is interesting because that's what Ezra says to Aria. He's like, ask me anything. Mm, two times in one episode, kind of like weird. This is where I'm like, okay, girls, we need to play our cards close to our chest. Mm-hmm. You, you, A was literally in your therapist office earlier. Let's like not say messy. these things out loud. Because she before yeah. she even sends she sends the text and then Hannah's like what are they naming the baby, and and t- Spencer, then Spencer says, says out, it out loud, loud Taylor Taylor, which like yeah no I totally was like uh, okay well if A's in the room or if A is you bugged or anything like that A now knows what your name is and then like, they immediately so, text Ian responds Taylor. Taylor yeah so they're like <gasps> and they decide that Ian's alive and like God I'd be so stressed if I were them because one I'm like he's after me. Like, what is he going to do next? Two, I'm like, I look insane. If people find out he's alive, I'm done for. You know what I mean? So that's the final moment where they just realize Ian's alive. But, like, again, if I'm them, I'm like, okay, he's coming for me. And I'm looking like a fucking dumbass to everyone. Right. Because he's alive. Now we have a really, really scary AC. Like, I think this is actually the scariest one we've gotten so far. It's season two, and A has stepped her pussy up, and you can take pussy out, but just beep it. Just do a beep. It's funny. I know, but it's so hard to find and, like, put in there. It's oh just, my God. Like, it can't be that hard. A is in Emily's room, we see, and is looking at a picture of the five girls, like, with Allie. And then the realtor comes in, so it's, like, an open house. And he's like, do you want to come see the master He's like, I see you found the guest room. Yeah. And he leaves. And this is where I'm also like, Emily, what the hell are we thinking? Emily, what the hell are you thinking? I know. Emily left her computer just freaking on. I'm not trying to victim blame, but huh? A is erasing the backup file of all of the videos. Literally insane. Isn't this something you want? Why are you not making a copy? I'm sure that you have one. Well, also like, does Spencer have another copy on a flash drive somewhere? It seems like her that she would have two flash drives. You know what I mean? Like not just. Each of you guys should have like seven copies. Exactly. They're just getting sloppy and A is getting stronger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're getting sloppier. A is getting stronger. And if I'm Emily and I'm like, okay, my house, we're doing an open house. Now this week, A has gone into Aria's boyfriend's house. A has gone into our therapist's house. And who knows where else A has been. If A wants to go into my house, A is going into my house. I can't stop them. What I can do is take my fucking computer out of there. A proof my house. Oh my God. No street smarts. Hannah would not make that mistake. No, certainly not. She's learned. But I mean, she <laughs> has Caleb. had her own problems. She has, yeah, she's, learned. she's learned. Um, yeah, wow, that's it. Oh, season two is about to be spicy. I'm ready for it. What about you? Yeah. You get to read the recap though. So oh go my ahead. God, what a privilege. I really do love reading the recap. All right, season two, episode two, The Goodbye Look. With the girls being forced to go their separate ways for a bit, Arya, Emily, Hannah, and Spencer need each other now more than ever. What a bullshit synopsis. I hate when they do this. 
That tells me nothing. That gives me nothing to get excited for. But what I am seeing is that Spencer is wearing a questionable outfit and I can't even see the whole thing. She's wearing <laughs> a gray top and the sleeves are striped gray and white. And then she's wearing an enormous brown leather belt over the shirt at her waist. Of course. These belts, these belts, like, oh, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? And they really only worked for girls with long torsos. Because, <laughs> like, and that was not I would me. love to accentuate my waist, but it would have to be with, like, a small belt or something because I just simply am not tall enough yeah. For that to work on my torso. My torso is about three inches long. And that's actually <laughs> shorter than the belt Spencer's wearing. So couldn't be me. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited. I'm going to be with Phoebe this weekend. Maybe we'll, we're going to get probably really drunk a couple nights this weekend. So who knows? We might go live. That was. <laughs> we love it. We love so going cute. live. We love going live. Um, we famously love going live. All right, guys. Well. I hope you're as excited for season two as we are. And if you're just joining us for season two, don't feel like you have to go listen to season one. Like if you're joining us now, because I feel like some people start a podcast and like, well, I have to start all the way from the beginning. So like, I don't want to. Yeah. You really just don't jump have in to. whenever you want. Jump in whenever you want. Just spin the wheel and jump on whatever episode speaks to you, you know? Anyway. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. That satisfy your needs, Phoebe. Are you satisfied? <laughs>